You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Excuse the extreme nasal sound right now. I have just been going through some terrible allergies. I don't know if you guys have that. Always at the change of the season, I have just terrible allergies. And even taking allergy pills doesn't even cut it. I know you're supposed to maybe go get shots every week and and do something that's a little bit more permanent, but who's got the time? (laughs) So uh, forgive any sniffles. It sounds like I'm sick or have COVID, but I don't. Although, damn, everyone around me is getting COVID. My whole family has COVID right now, just out of nowhere, and they all live in different places. So anyway, back to the show. What are we talking about today? Today, I want to talk to you about a huge mistake that men make when trying to attract women. And it's sort of related to a recent episode that I did that got me thinking, you know, I want to I want to build off of this topic and, and dissect it more and talk more about this because I noticed that this is a problem when I'm working with coaching clients and when I'm talking to guys in Trips Corner. So this is something that seems to be a, a really common issue that's hurting you. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm guilty of this too. This is something that I used to have a lot of trouble with. And I want to make sure that you don't do this anymore. So I don't want to build it up too much. But what I'm talking about here is this idea of frame control, or we'll even put it in another way, because I know that's kind of almost like pickupy speak, holding the frame, but also just being in control of the conversation and not letting her be the person to completely control the conversation. And I'll get into some specific examples here and we'll we'll dive deeper. But just understand that this is something that affects approaching women. This affects when you're meeting up with her on a date, even second dates, third dates. This affects when you're at a party and talking to a woman or when you're meeting a woman through a friend, which does happen a lot, right? So this is a very common thing where you're in a conversation with a woman. And of course, when you're in a conversation with a woman, there's two people talking, you and her, obviously. And there's always going to be someone who's probably talking a little bit more. Now, sometimes it goes as far as the woman is talking a whole lot more. So you ever have that? You ever have that when you're in a conversation and she's just talking, 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 and you're loving it. Of course you're loving it. You're loving it because it's almost like she's the one who's interested in you because she's trying to hold the conversation as opposed to the opposite, right? What's the opposite when you're talking to a woman and you're speaking to her And she's not that interested, so she's not really talking back to you, and she's kind of quiet, and that's just brutal for you, right? It's hard. So when we have those moments, when the woman is doing most of the talking, holding the conversation, we can even say holding the frame, almost as if we're in her world, we kind of like it. Makes it easy for us. And that's the big thing. It's like, oh, okay, let, let them do all the work. However, this is a big mistake. And the reason why this is a big mistake is because 
Think about this literally. Think about it logically. When you're with the woman and you guys are talking to each other and she's talking the most and you're not talking that much and you're just kind of like, ah, this is easy. She's not getting to know you, is she? Yeah, sure. She's talking to you. She has someone to listen to what she's saying. But what does she know of you? Nothing. All she knows of you is the person who's on the other end listening to her speak. Now, I want to be very clear here because I know that I say a lot of things that can be misconstrued, especially when I'm doing shorts and stuff on Instagram and TikTok because I only have 30 seconds. So let's, let's break this down a little bit further. I don't mean when she's telling you a story or you ask her a question, she's answering it and she has the space to talk. I'm not talking about those moments where it makes sense where the person you're talking to is going to be talking a little bit more in that moment. I'm talking about the whole conversation. So let's look at this as a whole, kind of zooming out the macro, the whole conversation. And you got to be thinking to yourself in the conversation, is she the one who's holding more of the conversation? Are you not getting any words in? Again, there will be times, and it's okay, where in the small moments when you guys are chatting, that she'll be talking more in those brief moments. But if you're noticing a pattern, if you are aware enough in the conversation, and you guys are talking, and you're like, man, I'm just kind of sitting here asking questions. I'm not really getting anything in. And maybe she's not even asking you questions. She's just talking, talking, talking. Understand that at this moment, this is not good. I've been in many conversations when you're talking to a woman and she's talking, 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 and you think it's all good. But then all of a sudden, what happens? You get her number and it doesn't turn into anything. And the reason why is because there was no attraction being built. Attraction isn't built by being a listener. I'm going to go off on a quick tangent here. Think about the friend zone. Because this is very much related to the friend zone. Have you ever been in the friend zone and you have this girl that you're friends with and you like her and a lot of the relationship is her texting you and calling you and telling her you about her problems and trying to hang out with you and then just gossiping with you and chatting about her life and you're just the one listening? Well, there's a lot of other reasons why this is not attractive behavior, but the one I'm talking about that's specific to today's topic is just being the listener. So you're being the one just listening. Listening is not going to be the thing that's going to build attraction. Now, I want to be careful when I say this because, again, I do get a lot of things that are misconstrued here. I don't mean that you should be interrupting her, and we'll go into what to do in just a bit, but I'm not saying you need to be interrupting her and talking over her and talking so much. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if she's the one who's talking over you, who's doing a lot of the talking, you're doing most of the listening, there's no action on your end that's going to build attraction. In fact, I think we just came up with a new slogan right here. Action builds attraction. And that's very true. And what are the actions? Well, they're the masculine behaviors. It's the acronym I talk about consistently that builds attraction. TED, Tension, Entertainment, and Dominance. 
Those are all related to behaviors, building tension, entertainment, engaging in an an interesting and engaging, entertaining conversation. D, dominance, leading. These are all behaviors. So if you're not taking any of these behaviors, I should say doing any of these behaviors, taking action, and you're just a dude listening, nothing's going to happen. She has the frame. So let's go deeper into that for a second, this idea of frame. What is frame? Why is that so important? If you've been listening consistently to the episodes, you heard me do an interview where I talked all about frame with my guest. And we were talking about the idea that if you're the one who lacks control of the conversation and you're in her world, it's harder for her to be attracted to you. She needs you to lead and be in control. I want to be even more clear here. I'm not saying control her. I'm saying controlling the interaction. Women want this. Women like this. You should be the one who's doing at least 60% of the conversation and 6% of the talking. At least, okay? Because she needs to enter your world. That's what's attractive to her, not the other way around. When she's the one who is leading, that's a masculine trait. That's a masculine behavior. So if she's leading, then she's in the masculine and you're in the feminine. And it's the incorrect polarity to get her attracted to you. You need to be the one who is D, dominance, leading. And being the one who's really engaging her. And I want to be careful here because it's not about entertaining her. So don't take this information and go, okay, I got to entertain her. I got to be the one who's talking and entertaining her. That's not the point. Yeah, it does need to be an interesting and fun conversation for sure. But it's not so much what you're saying. It's more the fact that you're in a conversation where she can follow your lead where you can be the one who's asking the questions, but also inserting yourself in the conversation, telling stories, taking the lead on the conversation, switching topics. Because I'll say this much too, and I talk a lot about this in, in the coaching program when I'm teaching guys, is that when you are the one who is leading the conversation and you're able to switch topics quite a bit, It makes it so the conversation is less about the topic and more about you two connecting. But for example, if you're letting her lead the conversation and she's going on and on and on about one topic, whatever that topic may be, doesn't matter what it is. Well, because you're letting her lead the conversation on this one topic and you're not inserting yourself because it's so easy to let just let her talk and let this flow. Well, then you spend 10 minutes talking about the topic. Again, it can be anything. And the problem with that is it's less about you connecting. So if you're approaching a woman talking to her, you're talking about, I don't know, tennis. Or maybe you're even on a date and you're talking about one topic, tennis, for like 20 minutes. She's going to remember talking about tennis. Yes, you might think, okay, yeah, wow, we have something in common because we're both talking about the same topic. It's just not enough. 
Now, I don't want you to go the other end and be kind of ADD with it in the sense that you're switching topics so often that it just becomes this jumble of a mess. But hey, I'd, I'd rather have that, to be honest with you. If we had to go all the way on that far of the spectrum, I'd rather have that and pick that over. We talked about one thing for 20 minutes because you want to connect on multiple levels. And again, what I'm talking about here is in order for that to happen, you might have to be the one and should be the one who's more in control of the conversation. Be the leader of the conversation. Hold the frame. And if we want to go deeper into frame, a lot of frame tests come in the form of, you know, her maybe teasing you, giving you shit, or maybe even on the other end, just being like, hey, let's go over here, let's grab a drink. Like, she's just the one leading, like you're on a date maybe, for example, and she's like, hey, let's go do this, let's go do this, and you're like, this is great, she's just leading the whole time, I don't have to do anything. Well, that's a girl acting in her masculine in those moments. And I need you to be aware of this. So the key here and what you need to get out of today is the awareness of what's going on. So I need you to be aware when you're in conversation, when you're approaching, when you're on a date, that you should be the one who's doing most of the leading. And you need to check in with yourself. I know this sounds difficult, like, oh man, there's so much to do here. I got to be able to continue the conversation and I got to lead and I got to listen. I want you just to, for now, pay attention to this as something that you just need to be paying attention to. But over time, this is not something that you're going to have to be super conscious of and thinking about. It's going to just happen automatically. So what I mean is you're just going to be, after enough conversations and enough dates, you're just going to be able to tell. Like it's just going to hit you. Like there's going to be a moment that's going to click where you're going to be like, all right, she's taking more control here. She's leading the conversation. She's the one who's just in control. You're just going to be able to tell. I mean, like most things, right? Most things that you practice, most things that you do repetitively, it starts to become second nature and it will become second nature to you the more and more you put practice. That's why I'm always, always pushing you guys to do more, to go out more, to go on more dates, to swipe more, to approach more. Speaking of swiping, by the way, and texting, let's talk about that for a second in context to what we're discussing here today. So first of all, I don't want you to be thinking about, okay, I got to be the one taking the lead and talking more over text. I don't want you to take too much of this and apply it to texting, DMing, message, messaging over apps. Like, don't think about it that way. Now, you should be the one who's leading. We'll get to that in a second when it comes to texts, when it comes to DMing, all that good stuff. But there shouldn't be long conversations. So I don't need you to be thinking here, oh, we've been texting for a while and do I have the lead over text and da, da, da. No, because if you're asking yourself that, that means you're, or you're now you're doing two things wrong. Maybe one, letting her take the lead, but two, texting too much. And I'm, I'm not old man trip over here saying you shouldn't text. And people are like, dude, texting is like the future. This is what we're doing now. That's not the point. The point is, is that no matter what you say, no matter how pe much people are texting and DMing, you can't build attraction over text. 
And also, is that really what you want to be doing? Do you want to be texting all day, DMing? You might be saying, oh, yeah, Trip, I do if I like the girl. Okay, but what would you rather be doing more? That or meeting up with her? So that's kind of my point there. Now, when it comes to leading over text, DMs, messaging, yeah, you are the one who's going to be leading it to a date. So something that I teach and that we have here in the TripAdvice coaching program is teaching you how to lead the conversation to a date. And nine times out of 10, she won't be doing it. Yeah, it'll happen. Once in a while, you'll get a girl who's pretty assertive and will say, hey, let's grab a drink. Let's go out. In fact, in my Facebook group, Trips Corner, someone just posted an actual screenshot of a girl he was talking to on Bumble. And she was like, hey, let's grab a drink. So yeah, it does happen. But most of the time, she's waiting for you to do that. And so I need you to do that. I need you to be the one who's not texting and DMing and messaging all day. But instead, I need you to be taking the conversation off texting and to meet up with her in person. That's what I'm always saying to guys that you need to make sure that you're texting them to meet up, that you're setting a date. Because let's be honest, that's what you want anyways, right? Isn't that the point of dating? Isn't that the point of everything we're talking about here? So, yep, it is up to you to lead in those situations. And by the way, especially in those situations, because if you get a girl that is seeking validation, she might text you all day long. Or a girl who's not even really serious about meeting up, but wants to get validation over an app and whatever. Yeah, it could just keep going. So you need to prevent that. You need to be taking the lead on that. So that's the, the big idea here. And if this sounds a little too advanced for you, I know some guys are still starting their journey with all this. Well, that's okay. It's good for you to know. It's good for you to be aware of. And there's going to be a lot of advanced stuff here on the podcast because I want to really hit everyone at every level, whether you're beginner, intermediate, advanced. Uh, what's the difference between those three? Beginner, you know, you haven't really approached many people, haven't been on many dates. Intermediate, you're getting out there, you're approaching a little bit. Advanced, you're out there, you're approaching and you're going on a lot of dates. You're swiping a lot. You're meeting up with a lot of women. Honestly, I've said this before. I'd like to say it again. I think I've said this here on the podcast a few times over the course of the, of the many years. But if I had one piece of advice to give guys, like let's say you were no longer able to get access to internet ever again or information on any kind, right? Hypothetically. In this crazy Fahrenheit 451 post-apocalyptic world, no information but you wanted to go and meet women and you didn't know how, what would be the best route for you? The best route is for you to just go out and start talking to women and seeing what happens. That's kind of what I, actually not kind of, that, that pretty much is what I did. That is what I did. When I was first starting, I did have some coaches. There were a lot of gurus or, who were around or, or not around anymore Obviously, tons of ebooks and videos out there. This is like back in 2007, 2009, in that area. 
So I did hit the information for sure. But the real learning came in when I just said, fuck it. And I just went out because I was sick of reading, sick of watching, sick of listening. And I just needed to finally put this stuff into practice. So I'd go out quite a bit. And I would learn a lot from that. I kind of threw away my ego, so to speak, as to not be worried about what women thought about me. By the way, not that this was easy. It was very hard. But I just wanted to go out there and and figure out you know, what was going on. And while, of course, this podcast, coaching, courses, all that stuff is super helpful, gets you there faster. My point is, is that even if you were to just say, hey, for one year, I'm just going to go out and talk to women and see what happens. See what happens when I push boundaries. When I say push boundaries, I just mean getting out of your comfort zone, flirting with the woman, asking her out, talking, making mistakes, getting rejected, getting dates. If you were just to go out and just do that alone, oh man, your success would skyrocket. And I have people DMing me all the time, by the way, who are, who are doing this, who are implementing. And I appreciate all of your DMs. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. It's so cool to talk to you all. And you can do the same. You can check me out. Trip advice on Instagram. Say hello. But I want you to make sure that you're going out there using this stuff. And then that way, when you come to an episode like this, you can reference it. If you haven't really approached much, it's interesting to hear an episode like this, but you won't get much out of it because when I'm talking to you about conversation and what the dynamic is between you and her, you won't have reference experience. So you won't be able to reference anything from an experience you had, which takes the learning to the next level. So noobs out there, my beginner guys, make sure that you're going out there, putting in the work, make sure you're on your phone swiping and make sure you're implementing everything you can to optimize the experience for yourself. Meaning making yourself more attractive so that you can so-called convert or get more dates. I know it's funny. It's a lot of like businessy sales lingo, but in a way, we are talking about persuasion. We are talking about taking a person from one decision to the next, because if you've learned anything from this podcast, you know that women don't make that decision so fast. Women are like a dial. Men are like a light switch. So that's why we're talking about all this is because she doesn't know yet if you're attractive. Yeah, she might think you're physically attractive, but she needs more. She needs more context. She needs more information. She needs to see if you're a guy who has the attractive masculine behaviors that I discussed here on this episode. And behavior takes time to see. So are you putting out that masculine behavior? Ted, leading Guys, if you don't have my Hooked program, you got to get it. I explain it in great detail there and give you a whole process for going out and meeting women. So what are you waiting for? Getterhooked.com. Link is in the show notes. Get that video course so this process can be a little bit easier for you. And then you can come back to the podcast to then get into the kind of nuances of some things. Okay. 
So very helpful here. I hope this helps today. I want to go into some q and I'm going to answer a couple questions here. If you have any questions, email me, trip at tripadvice.com and put in the subject line podcast question and I'll answer it here on the podcast. I even like you when guys write in, ask a question of a situation that's going on and then you write in again and you update. This is not like message, email me once. I want to hear from you. So go ahead and do that, trip at tripadvice.com. Now, if you need coaching, if you need help, we have coaches here on staff that are fully certified by TripAdvice, meaning they know all of the information, the techniques, the system, and we're here to train you and help you and get you there faster. And we have a lot of different options. So I want you to go to coachedbytrip.com where you can learn about how to get yourself into the coaching program. There you'll learn some information about it, and there you'll be able to tell us what's going on with you, and then we get to get on a phone call with you and talk to you. Sometimes it's someone on my staff. Sometimes it's me. You never know. Hopefully, I get to talk to you, but I still got guys who are awesome who are talking to you and getting to know you and seeing if coaching is a good fit. So go to coachedbytrip.com to get help. I had a guy recently who has been listening to the podcast since the very beginning, since the inception, 2014. And he finally decided to to do coaching. And I'm not not giving him crap. I'm just teasing. But uh, if it's been taking you that long to get results, I want you to be okay with getting help, knowing that it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. I do this all the time. I'm trying to always put myself in in a coaching program. Not for dating, but for everything, for business, for fitness, for hobbies, always trying to get better and learn from other people, which I know that you're open to doing because you're here listening to the podcast. All right, let's get into some questions. Here's from Frank. Hey, Trip, thank you for your great podcast. I realized that I used to do most of the things you talk about, especially when it comes to cold approaches. Lately, I've been trying to get back to cold approaching in a new country, but I'm faced with a language barrier. I live in France, but I speak English. I speak and work with clients in French, but when it comes to approaches, I become so unconfident approaching in French. I stammer and my approach anxiety grows so much more than if I'm approaching in English. I would like to know if it's okay for me to start my approaches in French, then let the girl know that I am an Anglophone, so it will be easier talking to her in English. Thank you, Frank. So I'll be honest with you, Frank. I don't have enough information here to tell you specifically to the T what to do. There are definitely times, uh, several months throughout my life that I've gone to countries that don't speak English and I've approached women and done cold approach. And I can tell you, I can tell you a few things, you know, you can start in French and kind of finish in English. You can start in English and see if they speak English. You can try to learn more French. So you're not doing any of it in English, but I think the best opportunity for you, the real best opportunity is to test this out because it also might be a little bit different per culture. For example, if you go to Sweden or the Nordic countries where I went to for several weeks, almost all of them speak English. And almost perfectly, they grow up learning English. 
So you can just go there and not have to worry about speaking Swedish and all. And if you do, they'll probably give you props for it. So it's a little bit of a test thing that you need to do here. So what I would do is go out. I know you have approach anxiety, but do your best here to go out and start and do all of it. Try to keep up with all French. Go and just do English and just pretend that you don't know any French and then just do all English. Start with French, then do English. That way you'll get a better idea of what helps. So I know right now you stammered, you have approach anxiety. That's because you don't have a full system and you're kind of throwing yourself out there and hoping for the best, which is fine. But now you have a system. And I do have a belief that when we have systems in place, when we have something of a certain, how do I say, process that we know we can step into, it does help a little bit with some of that anxiety because you're more goal-oriented and focused than focused on rejections. You're focused more on process, which I believe does help. So let's focus on process here, Frank, and see what works better. And I want then to email me and let us know. I'll give you more details if, you, if you're like, well, what, what kind of process? Well, I would do 20 approaches a week. And or let's do um, however you want to break it up. But somewhere between the 20 to 25 would be best. Or like 18 to 20, just so we can break it up in, in even chunks where, okay, for, you know, seven approaches or eight approaches, you're going out, you're doing only English. For another eight approaches, you're doing your best to do French. For another eight approaches... You're doing, starting with French, ending with English, a mixture of the both. You know, I know that that was about 24 approaches, but you get my point. 555-666-777, whatever you got to do, kind of like split it up and see what happens and see what works best. And I think you're going to get the best answer from doing that. All right, let's go into the next question. Hello, Trip. I am 25. I've been listening to your podcast every now and then for motivational reasons, as I see your content useful for many aspects in life. I am currently a master's student and earn money as a poker player, meaning I am self-employed and take care of myself. I recently had a conversation with a close friend of mine, and he asked me, how come I never see you with any women? You are successful. You dress well. What's wrong with you? Women should be standing in line just to meet you. I just replied that I suck at dating. I have plenty of good-looking female friends, but have no clue what needs to be done to get them interested in me. I was never interested in short-term pleasure, hookups, or sex, and haven't had any kind of romantic connection with the woman for the last seven years. I'm currently in Sin City, Las Vegas, for work, and as you can imagine, there are plenty of couples, beautiful women, and people who desire exactly what I never did in my life short-term pleasure. My goal for a true deep relationship hasn't changed. However, I feel disappointed when I see a couple holding hands. I get annoyed and roll my eyes when I see a man talking to a beautiful woman, knowing that they are flirting and I am just standing there missing out. I normally don't care and mind my own business, but lately I have reached a tipping point where I just desire some sort of acceptance from a woman, anything that gives me and her the feeling that we like each other. I wonder what you would recommend. Build up my self-confidence and talk to a woman I feel attracted to? I wouldn't even be able to do that. I feel like I'm invisible to women. Any advice can help. 
I'm more than willing to put in the work to change things in my life for the better. I wish you all the best and please keep up the great work. Best Anonymous. Well, Anonymous, first of all, there's there's a lot here, but I notice one thing is you're definitely doing a lot of comparing. You seem to be comparing yourself to others. Others are doing this. You're doing this. Your friend is saying, how come you're like this and you should be like this? So there's just too much comparing going on. So I'm going to say this to you, Anonymous, and everyone else out there. You need to stop worrying about what other people are doing. You need to stop worrying about other people's paths. You need to stop comparing yourself to other people who are not necessarily in the same situation as you, even though you kind of think that they are. But just understand that no one is in the same situation as you. No one grew up like you. No one took your path to where you are today. There's 7 billion people in the world and everyone has taken a unique path to get to where they are today. So you need to stop comparing yourself to others because it's not a fair comparison, nor will it ever be a fair comparison, meaning to compare yourself to other people. So if you are annoyed and rolling your eyes because you see a man talking to a beautiful woman knowing that they're flirting, those are your words, you know what you're really doing? You're actually rolling your eyes at yourself. You're not annoyed at him. You're annoyed at yourself, which I think you know because you're saying this here, that you feel disappointed. You feel upset because you're not doing it. Well, the problem here, Anonymous, and a lot of guys have this issue, not that we need to compare, but just to at least make you feel more comfortable about it, is that people right now, when they try to go out and meet a woman, when they find this podcast for the first time, they get overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed without even knowing it until I pointed out the fact that you're probably just overwhelmed by the fact that there's a lot to do and you don't know how to do it all because there's so much and you go to a podcast like this and you hear so many different tips or you hear stuff from different people, the attraction formula that that trip talks about tension, entertainment and dominance and the open and the close and getting the number and then there's hookups and then there's there's long relationships and flirting and ah, so much. So if you're willing to put in the work to change the things for your life for the better, my advice to you is to take things slow. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop focusing on the things you can't control, meaning you live in Sin City. If you don't want to live there, then move. But if you're not moving, then that's where you live. And you're right. There's a lot of short-term desire in Sin City on multiple levels. But we can't control that, right? Unless you move, you can't control that. So let's focus on the things that we can control. And you can focus on yourself. You can focus on your path. You can focus on the baby steps that you're going to need to continue here to get better. So my advice to you is the first thing that we need to have you do is go out with very minimal agenda. And not to go out and flirt and hit on women and talk to a bunch of women, but Why not just take one day and say, hey, I'm going to say hello to two different women. I'm literally just going to say hello and walk away. That's my story, at least. That's what I started to do. That's what I did when I was 23 years old. My first goal was saying hi and then moving on. I wonder if we can do that to start. And I know some guys kind of hear that and they might laugh. Okay, that's fine. That's step number one. If you can accomplish step number one, 
then you can go to step number two, making it just incrementally harder each time. So going up and saying hi, going up and asking an opinion on something, going up and asking uh, any question and then, then continuing the conversation, moving conversation to a number, asking for the number, texting them, doing you know, one, two in a day, moving to then going to 10 in a day. So there's all these different baby steps you can take. By the way, we work on this specifically in the coaching program. So anonymous, if you're listening to the answer to this question, which I hope you are, I want you to think about applying for coaching and getting help if you can't do it on your own. But I believe that we can at least start you off on your own and try just to do a couple of approaches. Self-confidence will be built from this because you're going to keep a promise that you make to yourself. And that's the the foundation of self-esteem, keeping the promises that you make to yourself. And once you do, you're going to start seeing you feel better about you. And so right now, as you say here, your words, I've reached a tipping point where I just desire some sort of acceptance from a woman. Anything that gives me and her the feeling that we like each other. That's an outcome-dependent mindset. So everything that you're doing is going to be on edge because you're waiting for that outcome of a girl liking you. I know this is not easy to hear, but that needs to stop immediately in order to feel more comfortable going through this process to get the results that you need to get. Anonymous, everyone out there listening, I hope that that helps you. And you know where to go if you need more help. But for now, take this advice, see what you can do with it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for writing in. Write in more. Trip at tripadvice.com is my email address. Email me and we will answer your question here on the podcast. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys very soon.